Welcome back. This is a special edition of Modern Business, where our guest host, Zach Fishman, brings us millennials in franchising. Our community is about sharing knowledge and tools that help us achieve our goals in business and beyond. This is Millennial Monthly on Modern Business. Welcome back, everybody, to Modern Business Podcast. Thank you all for joining me on a very dreary Friday uh, here in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I feel like that I've been locked into my apartment for a little while now, but really happy to bring you all some really awesome content on this wonderful December Friday. Uh, Hope you all are um, enjoying some sun in all the ways that I cannot so far, Um, but really happy to bring you guys all another awesome episode today. Um, this is obviously a segment that is near and dear to my heart because this is how I got started on Modern Business. And this is really the original segment that Mr. Hicks pitched me on, um, which is, of course, the irony of me being the PR person of uh, becoming the host for this uh, here at Modern Business. So really happy to bring you all um, my personal favorite, uh, the Millennial Monthly episode here once again. Um, I have a really awesome guest uh, who is, um, as we like to call them in the business, a franchise kid just like me. So I uh, always love to interview people. Um, that are similar to that are similar to me in terms of background and uh, understand the plight of working with their parents and also understand the pleasure of doing it as well. And so, really happy to uh, have on my next guest. Uh, but before I introduce uh, her, I would like, of course, to uh, go through a couple things here. Um, I'm sure that folks have seen, uh, but there, ha- there, but there was some big news today, December 11th, uh, coming out of DC. Uh, there was the IFA successfully won. Uh, a new uh, a new judgment uh, with FASB today, uh, and there were many people that are very important to Ryan and myself who played a very large role in making that happen. Uh, no matter where you fall on the aisle, folks, I think that it is important to remember that this was a really uh, big win for the franchise space in general in terms of what we all love and near and dear, which is the franchise model. So um, please do check that out. The IFA did send out a lot of information on it. And I'm sure if you've been on LinkedIn today, you have seen 17 different interpretations of uh, the same thing that it did uh, end up winning a judgment four to three. So please go and check that out. Uh, Mr. Lane Fisher on LinkedIn, as always, um, was first on the scene to write up a really nice article about it if you would like to learn a bit more about it as well. Um, In addition to that, speaking of Mr. Fisher, uh, he is uh, doing a really really awesome FDD review webinar next week. Um, And so I think that it would be important for all of you guys to go and check out. He's sending emails. He's putting it all up on LinkedIn. Uh, It's going to be December 17th. Uh, so go and uh, check that out uh, and register up if you guys would like to learn more about you know how your FED is going to change next year because obviously this was one hell of a year. So uh, please go and check that out if you have not already. All right, everybody. I'm really excited to bring on my next guest. Uh, now, as I said, uh, she is a franchise kid just like me, but uh, she certainly has been involved in her business a bit longer than I have, admittedly. Um, and I'm really excited to talk to this next woman. I have uh, been a long been an admirer of what she's been up to. Uh, she also has a, a plays a very large role in the innovation of her brand uh, or brands now that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, so we have uh, the VP of Commerce for Edible, uh, the holding company. We have uh, Samia Farid uh, Silver on with us. Uh, Samia, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Doc. Yeah, really, really happy to have you. And, you know, as I said, really big fan of what you've been up to. You've been in the news a lot, as I've been seeing all over for all of these cool things that you guys are up to um, over at Edible. Um, And so what I'd love to do first is just for folks who don't know 
what Edible is, you know, all two of them. Uh, just run, just run it by me. You know what, what, what the brand is all about, and then you know how you got involved. Yeah, sure thing. So um, we all know Edible as Edible Arrangements, the purveyor of fresh fruit gifts and treats, primarily known for our Edible Arrangements. Uh, we got started back in 1999. I was just six years old when the first store opened in East Haven, Connecticut. Um, and since then, we have expanded rapidly, both with franchise locations, we're up to 1,000 locations now, um, and also categories. So uh, three years ago, we really only had arrangements and dip fruit boxes. Now we've expanded to platters, bake shop, uh, floral arrangements, um, and so much more. So we're really excited about the growth that we've had this year um, and really looking forward to what's ahead next year. Um, I grew up working in our stores, um, everything from dipping strawberries to wrapping arrangements, um, slowly made my way front of house and learned a lot about customer service during the early years um, and really enjoyed taking orders and upselling guests. And uh, when I went to college, I started interning um, during the summers uh, at our headquarters with various teams. Uh, after I graduated, spent a year in Boston agency side just to get experience elsewhere at a, a, at a large company, just to understand structure um, and how different organizations work. And then I made my way back to Edible and started working on technology and uh, product managing all of our back office applications that our franchisees use. Um, since then, I've had roles with our tech team, um, with uh, operations, overseeing our, our Canadian locations, um, and now am the VP of e-commerce, uh, leading all things digital marketing and e-com operations for the brand since last August. Awesome. I love that. I think that, you know, you, you certainly have had quite a journey in just the short time that you've been with Edible. And I think that uh, if I'm if I'm adjusting my calculations correctly, um, you are the same age as me. And so we you certainly have been are quite a bit more impressive than I am. So I have a reason to look up to you uh, in many ways. So I'm really happy that we're on the phone and talking a bit more about what you're up to. Now, I think that the way I want to frame this um, is just for me to learn a little bit more about how you're affecting the brand and changing it as we're gearing towards getting to selling to people like us, right? I think that historically speaking, you know, your, you know, you know, Edible has done a really awesome job of being, you know, the go-to place to, for, for treats and gifts and things of that nature. When, as it relates to our parents' generation, some of the Gen Xers, and, you know, they did get into millennials. Uh, I know that I have personally sent them to people in the past as well. Um, but I think that there is a lot of work that you've been doing um, to make that really the core focus more than anything else is really trying to get in and produce more SKUs and, and, and allow millennials to really flourish with the brand. And so talk a bit about, you know, what you guys are doing to attract millennial customers, because I think that that is, you know, certainly um, part of what you've been up to over as uh, in your current role today. Yeah, I think um, over the last year, one thing we've been seeing a lot internally is how do we make Edible cool again, right? And it is a really cool brand. I mean, whenever I'm working in stores, which I still like to do on occasion, my absolute favorite thing to do is go on deliveries because no matter what the occasion is, when you walk up to someone's door with an Edible arrangement or if you're in an elevator with it, someone's always like, oh my God, I love Edible. I love getting Edible arrangements, right? So it's just such a uh, feel-good moment. Um, and I think one thing that we've really been focused on, like you said, is how do you start to get that next generation of customers introduced to the brand and make them frequent shoppers? So right now, our core customer is people our mom's age, right? So the whole conversation has been around how do we go from being our mom's go-to brand to being the millennial go-to brand? Um, mm -hmm. And a lot, of the, a lot of it has to do with you know, introducing new categories, introducing new price points. So 
historically, we've been seen as an expensive brand and people really think of us for Valentine's Day, Mother's Day anniversaries and other really large occasions. So we have actually shifted and really focused on how do we introduce a more approachable price point that also allows us to build frequency so that we're not so that we're not that one time a year brand, but people can come to us for all types of occasions, whether it's a birthday or an anniversary, but also, you know, if your friend is having a tough day and you want to send them something to cheer them up, or if one of your coworkers got promoted, or if your kid did really well in school on a test, um, how do we start to introduce people to all of the different ways that they can use edible in their life? Um, and our new category, so we launched Edible Bake Shop uh, this year. Um, the official launch happened in September with the first day of fall. Um, and this is a line of cheesecakes, cookies, and brownies. Uh, we have a pumpkin cheesecake LTO that we did uh, for the fall season. Um, and it's really nice. The entry price point is actually $24 delivered. You can get a box of cookies for $24. Bucks. And we're figuring out how do we continue to make sure that we're adding in that indulgence that the millennial generation really wants. But at the same time, you continue to have that fresh fruit and healthy aspect to the brand as well. So that's, I think price point has been uh, really big for us along with the introduction of new categories. And then the other thing that I would say is personalization. So, um, you know, we see so many marketing messages throughout the day. I mean, I don't know about you. I get about 100 e-promotional emails from various brands. And I think for me, being uh, in the world of digital and e-commerce, I like to see what other brands are doing. But we get hit with so many promotions and there's so much clutter out there and we have to figure out how do we break through it. Um, so we're really focused on how do we start to create personalized experiences for our audiences um, so that if someone, you know, my mom's age is getting an email, isn't necessarily the same content as what someone, you know, who is uh, 22 years old is getting because uh, we need to be able to talk to different audiences effectively. So uh, we've really upped our game with segmentation um, and we're bringing in new tools that are that'll allow us to better understand our customers so that we can market to them effectively too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that you guys are certainly up to quite a bit to really change, you know, the perception of the brand. And obviously that is no small feat that you guys have already introduced many different types of SKUs and you're introducing different pricing models, because I think that that alone um, will make a significant difference. And, you know, there are some other things that I've been seeing in the news here and there um, that I did want to touch on as well. Um, mm -hmm. In addition to, you know, the bake shop, I saw some things about edible edibles or whatever they were called. I, but, but I, I happened to be doing some research on it and I was kind of intrigued behind that because it feels like that you guys are really trying to, you know, innovate quite a bit in terms of what you can do with fruit. It's just like, it's so interesting mm -hmm. what you guys have managed to, to do in such a short amount of time. So talk a bit about some of the other types of SKUs that you guys have come across. Cause I'm sure that, you know, people online are going to want to be buying those um, in the same way that they want to be buying them on the stores. So you're going to know quite a bit about it. Yeah. So I think one uh, motto that we have internally now is if it's edible and if it can be arranged, then we should be able to sell it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a fruit arrangement because we want to focus on all types of food gifts and treats. doesn't matter what it is. So take our platters as an example, right? It's fruit that's not in a fruit basket. It's the same fruit that's on a plate. Um, and our platters actually do really well, especially for occasions like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So our platter line has been doing tremendous for us. It's seen phenomenal growth. And interestingly enough, both for catering and for residential, um, so sometimes people would prefer to send a platter to a friend or family member uh, versus an arrangement. Um, so platters have been really big for us. You mentioned edibles. Um, 
We launched CBD uh, 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 last year, um, and we had it in a few stores. We're still trying to figure out, you know, CBD and food, but we are working on launching Incredible Edibles as a, as a new brand within the Edible Brands portfolio. Um, and it is all about health and wellness and superfoods. So we're really excited about that. And you'll see more coming out on that soon. Um, and then lastly, one of my favorites is actually fruit flowers. So we launched a, a, a flowers recently uh, in August this summer. Um, and it's a pairing of a floral bouquet with chocolate dipped fruit. It is a slightly higher AOV, but it's all about the experience, right? Uh, millennials are super into unboxing. I love watching unboxing videos on TikTok and YouTube, but it's, it's a really cool unboxing experience um, that we're really proud of. And since we saw that do so well, we actually launched curated boxes a few weeks ago as well for different occasions. And we're going to continue expanding on that too. So I think, you know, having all of these categories and having uh, multiple offerings just goes back to, you know, showing people that they can use edible for so many different occasions not just that one time a year, really big purchase. Yeah. And, and I know that some of my older compatriots that are listening to this right now may roll their eyes when they hear this question, but I think it is really interesting, you know, because you guys are really starting to go more towards the experiential, personalized millennial experience, because at the end of the day, millennials love nothing more than to be able to experience something um, you know, experience something or experience something with somebody else through mm -hmm. social media. And yep. I am kind of curious as to how you guys are channeling that. Um, is there anything you guys are doing uh, in terms of turning, you know, net promoters into real promoters as my, as my co-host Ryan likes to say, um, with edible and, you know, these new experiential types of re reveals and things like that through TikTok, Instagram, and yeah. you know, your loyalty our, program and things like that. Yeah. Our influencer budget has increased significantly this year. So, we um, we love working with influencers across platforms. We've got influencer partners on Instagram, YouTube, even TikTok now. Um, and it's just, it's a really great way to bring awareness to all of the new products. And I will say arrangements will always be the core. No matter what, we will always sell arrangements. We will always innovate, innovate against arrangements. And we've got arrangements starting at $22, $23. Um, and that'll always be there. But, you know, and that's also an experience too. But yeah, we've been really focused on introducing all of our new categories uh, through influencer partners. Um, and we've been seeing some some really great traction there. And it's really interesting. The other thing that we've been doing that's, you know, very focused on introducing our brand to new generations is thinking about how, you know, what is our copy and messaging across different platforms, right? So Facebook is more popular with Gen Xers. So something that we would post on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram may not make sense to put on Facebook. And it's, mm -hmm. it's actually, it's really interesting, even internally at Edible, sometimes we'll post, you know, a TikTok trend on Twitter and someone will come running into my office like, hey, this doesn't really make sense or not sure what you guys mean by this. And then kind of have to like explain it to them. Well, you know, the people who are on this platform will totally get it because it's a, it's a cultural reference. So uh, it's been really interesting to see that happen a bit too. But when we do post something that's very relevant, it does uh, get a lot of attention um, and our audiences do really like it. So that's been something really fun that we've been doing across social platforms is just figuring out how do we um, increase our engagement and how do we make sure that the tone uh, that we're using is relatable to that audience. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine. It's so it's so interesting how the message changes because, I mean, we talk about this mm -hmm. and my day job all the time, how different it has to be based off of the platform. And it's just so fascinating to see how different people react to different things. And I would imagine mm -hmm. the same thing happens to me 
you know, when I'm on Instagram, there's just certain things and certain people that I would want to be following me and franchising. Whereas for Facebook yeah. or LinkedIn, it, 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 it couldn't make a di- less of a difference to yeah. me who sees what I'm posting on there. Cause the answer is yeah. LinkedIn, it's business stuff and Facebook, it's nothing. So, yeah. And, um, and the other really interesting thing too is, and I don't know about you, but you know, we're younger millennials, but now the, the Gen Z crowd is really starting to take over. So mm-hmm. sometimes there's trends or, you know, there's something that's, that's happening or that's culturally relevant that actually makes no sense to me, but it makes total sense to my younger siblings who are, you know, early teens um, and even my cousins. So uh, sometimes I have to reach out to them and ask, hey, I saw this on TikTok. What does it mean? So it's it's starting to shift into into Gen Z more and more, too. So we're also focused on how do you start to capture that audience early? And we've actually seen uh, a very large increase in purchases and traffic from, from Gen Z uh, over the last few months. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Gen Z is certainly um, making significant differences. And I think that people in franchising are just starting to maybe sort of understand millennials. And now they have a whole new generation to figure yeah. out. It only took them it only took them 20 years. So I think that... Uh, <laughs> So it's going to be a little bit, but hopefully um, with people like us, I think that maybe that'll be a little bit quicker than it was in the in the 20 years prior. But um, we're not here to lament on that today, I suppose. But, you know, I do want to bring in I do want to bring in another idea here because I know you mentioned it earlier and it is a large part of what you do. And I know it is in the fabric of what um, of what Tariq, of course, has built uh, in the in technology and what you guys have been doing. And technology has always been a core of edible. Uh, over the mm-hmm. years, and that's really how you guys have consistently innovated much faster uh, than anybody else, and, and truly created a new category. So, talk a bit about you know some of the technology you guys are using, you know, to make a difference, um, especially um, with millennials and one. And I know we talked a bit about social media, but you know, getting into some of the technology you guys have built or that you utilize uh, for now. Yeah, totally. Um, so we most of our technology is actually homegrown, so all of our retail applications like our point of sale system, our back office applications, our delivery app, and even our e-commerce platform, all of it's homegrown. And that's why I really started out my journey with the brand um, on the technology side, because like you said, technology is the backbone of our business. And from a franchising standpoint, we are usually ahead of the curve with our tech. Um, so it's really important to really understand the ins and outs of it and how does it all work and you know why is it so important. Um, but what we've been doing over the last year or so is you know, figuring out how do we start to modernize our technology? How do we innovate? And how do we go and get new tools that are going to help us grow with with new audiences um, and continue to scale and expand our business? So I hit on uh, personalization earlier. So we are in the process of, you know, building a new data warehouse. We're working on uh, integrating with a customer data platform that will allow us to uh, better segment and better understand who all of our active users are and make sure that we're promoting to them accordingly. And one example that I use internally a lot is, um, you know, I never really shop with a coupon. So if I'm not shopping with a coupon, a brand shouldn't be sending me a coupon via email to get me to convert. Whereas my husband, he always shops with a coupon. So you definitely want to send him something if you want him to make that next purchase, right? We need to be able to understand those consumer behaviors and make sure that we're using them when we are marketing uh, to the various audiences. So that's going to be really big for us next year. We think it'll help us unlock a lot of new growth um, and just be smarter and data-driven um, with our decision-making. Um, so that, that's, that, I think that's probably the most noteworthy and big thing that's happening for us next year. Oh, man, I can imagine. I think that, you know, it, it's, it's funny, the coupon comment that you made. I think just being able to know where people are and how they shop yeah. is going to be 
a significant, you know, boon for you all, because that is something mm-hmm. that I so frequently run into as well. I too never shop with the coupon, but yet I my, you know, my, I never check my junk, but when I do, um, it is basically filled to the brim with them. And I'm like, guys, I'm a 27 year old man that does not shop at a black, at, you know, at the black and white. So I think that it, I don't really <laughs> understand. Um, but I think that I'm, I'm getting women's clothing, uh, for some reason, don't really know why. Uh, but I yeah, will say and- though, that that is super important. Yeah. And even, you know, with understanding what devices are people shopping on, are they shopping on a mobile device? Are they on their desktop? Uh, all of all data like that is all influential in, you know, de- determining user experiences, promotional strategy, merchandising strategy, um, and how do you continue to improve conversion? So it's going to be really exciting for us. We've been able to do a lot with what we have. So uh, this next phase is just going to help us grow even further. I can only imagine, you know, and I do have a question on something that um, is interesting based off of what you guys made a very conscious decision to do in the past. And that's a bit about delivery. And I want to, you know, get into that side of it a bit because it is pretty topical uh, in case we haven't mm-hmm. noticed folks, we are in a pandemic this year. So delivery mm-hmm. was delivery is very important and it is core to your brand. So talk yeah. a bit about, you know, the decision between, cause and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, are you guys doing any type of third party or is it all your delivery? And I think um, if so, um, how has that really helped? How has that really helped you guys this year uh, in terms yeah. of, you know, what's been going on? That's a great question. And the, the, uh, the really amazing thing about Edible is that since day one, since we opened, uh, we have had, you know, the, what we call our three key pillars. We have had a really strong digital presence and an e-commerce platform. We have always had our own delivery infrastructure um, and we've had a very strong retail footprint. So uh, all of our stores have their own delivery vehicles. Um, some of them have more than one. Um, and then for overflow and for when we see a very uh, a peak in deliveries for holidays, we do use third party when we need to. Uh, but it is primarily our own delivery infrastructure. And we have always had a delivery fee. Um, and when the pandemic hit the U.S. in mid-March, we actually decided, you know what, delivery is going to become super essential. So we're actually we're actually going to go ahead and get rid of our delivery fees because we want to make this a little easier on our customers. Um, so we removed our delivery fees except for a same-day fee. So now if you go on the website and if you want to order something for tomorrow and beyond, you can get it delivered for free. Um, and the only time that we do institute a delivery fee is around holidays when we know that we're going to hit capacity. Um, and it's, it's been really great. It was a really big decision for our brand because it's something that we've always had. But I think for us, what was really important is do what's right for the customer, do what makes sense for them. We have to have that customer first mindset and the transactions will come. And we were able to offset that, that delivery revenue with more transactions, which has been really exciting for us. Um, and we're going to continue optimizing our, our delivery options. I mean, you know, with millennials, instant gratification is a real thing. We want things right now. I can order something on DoorDash and have it at my house in 30 minutes, right? So Mm -hmm. how does Edible continue to innovate our delivery program and offer things like instant delivery, priority delivery, get it here same day, um, and and continue to expand on that, knowing that that's something that the millennial audience is looking for? Yeah, I mean, it's a question that I've always wondered uh, with with, with you guys, because in the times that I have always ordered, I think that, you know, that does set you guys apart because it is such a significant part of your business of mm-hmm. being able to deliver things quickly, quickly, neatly, you know, deliciously yeah, still. And I think that, you know, this year, I'm sure that that business model changed quite a bit because you guys were kind of uh, the, 
the you guys were kind of the cheering up mechanism this year as opposed to you know we being sent to an office and everybody kind of peering and wanting to get a little bit of it mm -hmm. it's such a different yeah. type of spin i'm sure definitely and it's it's been really interesting because we've you know we've continued to continue to see that growth um and the nice thing with delivery is it was already something that was a part of our infrastructure so all we've really had to do is be able to scale versus where a lot of franchise brands are right now, where they're trying to figure out how do we get into online ordering? How do we get to delivery? So for us, it was really more of a conversation around how do we scale and innovate against this really great thing that we already have and continue to grow it, especially when our customers need it the most. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I certainly understand. We all needed it this year. Now, definitely. Um, I want to I, I want to shift to something quickly, um, and this is a little bit off topic as it relates to Edible, but I think this is the one of the last questions I want to ask. Mm -hmm. um, you totally know what it's like to work with your parents. I just want to have uh, <laughs> everybody else. Uh, I I want to I wanted to ask you just in your opinion. You know, what are some of the rewards that you have with uh, with, with with working with family? Because I, I I certainly have my rewards too, but it can be hard, and I do understand that. Yeah. Um, great question. I get asked this question a lot. So I love working with my dad. So right now it's just me, my dad and me and the family business. Um, and it's just, it's really fun. It's very rewarding. You know, he's, and you know, similar to your parents, they've spent so many years building their brands and building their companies. So I think it's rewarding in the sense that, you know, we're there to help them take the brand to the next level and what they've built, help them continue to grow it and continue to scale it is just really exciting. Um, and be able to bring in that fresh perspective. And it is sometimes it is difficult because we have different points of view or we have different opinions. And at, at times it's, it's generational, but at the, okay. at the same at the same time, it's just it's really exciting to be able to work together um, and have that same purpose and passion. Um, I find it very fun. We spend a lot of time, you know, even when we're not in the office at work, strategizing, thinking about what's next for the brand. Uh, building the vision um, and, and thinking about all of the things that we could be doing to to grow and, and take it to new heights. So I enjoy it very much. I always knew that I was going to come back and work in the family business. Um, so it's been really exciting, and I'm 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 super thrilled to continue growing uh, with Edible and look forward to uh, where we'll be in a few years. It's funny because that answer is the exact same that I give. So clearly, so, so clearly, you're well practiced because it's the same answer that <laughs> yeah. I always give. And I think that it, it is. You are right. It is very powerful to be able to make an impact on something that you grew up around. And I think that that's mm -hmm. the most rewarding part for me personally as well. In the same way, is that despite the differences that we may have in opinion, and sometimes I will, um, sometimes I will um, rack it up to generational differences. I think that overall. Um, there's so much good that can be done um, by having by, by having somebody you know that is you know a part of your family being able to inflict real change um, for the better um, in a in a company. Yeah, and so I, um, sure. I I personally love to see that there are other people that are in my shoes that are you know really moving and shaking in the same way that I hopefully believe that I am too. So I did want to be sure to ask that question. Um, so thank you for answering it. Um, I wanted to finish uh, with something that I that I know that most people, when they answered this question last year in the 2020 version, they gave all of these awesome answers and then um, they didn't really get to enact much of it. But you guys still managed to really um, do a lot of things in 2020, despite what's been happening in the world. So I am going to ask a very simple question that um, most people didn't really, um, most people were lying about, but they didn't know it when they got asked this last year. 
What are some exciting initiatives you guys have for 21? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think one, one really big thing that we're working on is just category expansion, right? How do we, mm-hmm. with this year, we launched five new categories, which is unheard of for edible. Um, we have seen tremendous growth this year and we had a great opportunity. So I think for next year, the, the focus is all about how do we just grow these categories to new heights? So that's one thing that I'm really excited about. The second thing is over the next few months, you'll start to see, like I was mentioning earlier, more partners on edible.com because we really do want to make edible.com that one-stop shop for all of your food gifting and treating needs. So we will have snacks and other baked goods um, and beverages, uh, a, a lot of a huge variety of, of food gifts and treats available on the site. Um, so that's something that's also really exciting and something that I'm definitely looking forward to. I, I certainly am too. I think that there's a lot of, you know, really amazing things that they're, that your, that your brand is up to. And personally, I'm, you know, beyond impressed with what you guys have done. And, you know, the, and, and of course the change that you have inflicted in just such a short amount of time is really awesome to see as well. Um, I love somebody that's in my shoes that is just as young as me doing all of these awesome things. So I'm excited to see, you know, what, what, what more you can do and, and, and hopefully, and hopefully your dad listens to you from time to time because you certainly are uh, incredibly smart. And I'm very impressed with this. And I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Oh, of course. And folks, uh, thanks again for listening to an awesome episode. Um, I'm just telling Ryan over text message right now. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite ones that I've ever done. So, uh, Sami, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, if you folks would like to listen to more episodes just like this, uh, please go to Modern Business without the E and subscribe anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thank you all so much. We are going to be coming out with some more episodes uh, before the end of the year. So stay tuned for, for some more uh, awesome segments that we're going to be doing from Ryan and Dean and Justin and myself. And uh, we look forward to talking to you all soon. And if we don't hear from you again, have a happy holidays. Samia, thanks again for joining us again. 